bluey fresh on the beat. Welcome to the All or Nothing Podcast, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Boulogne. This episode, we're going to take a little peek at what's going on in Africa's tech scene. There's a company based out of Tanzania called Jami Africa that has revolutionized the health insurance industry by utilizing digital technology to dramatically reduce the cost for insurance. This, in turn, has put them in position to capitalize on 90% of a market that their competition just couldn't tap into. In a short period of time, they've generated over 4 million customers and have not only become one of the fastest growing companies in the region, but they have also become one of the leaders guiding them into the future. This week, we have the CEO of Jami Africa, Lillian McCoy, on the show. Lillian, how are you today? I'm doing all right. It's a pleasure to be here talking to you. Lillian, it's great to have you on. But let's go ahead and jump into it. Your team has done a great job integrating digital technology into the health insurance industry. Your mobile insurance platform has made health insurance much more affordable for millions across Africa. Tell us, what drew you into this industry and what were some of the potential opportunities you saw early on? I've done tons of things before the digital um, the digital business, but uh, what really drew me into um, exploring the digital business was personal experience I had with um, the husband of my day maid. So, so he, he had a, 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 an accident, a motor vehicle accident, and he ended up dying, not because um, the, the accident was that serious, but it's because he didn't have health insurance, so they couldn't afford the cost that was needed for him to get the services that he needed at that time. So the, the hospital ended up not really, you know, providing, um, helping him or saving his life. So that really touched me because, yeah, again, um, the, the, the wife was working for me. I knew the kids. I knew the struggle. So that moment when I saw the, 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 the you know, the frustration in the family, I thought, okay, this has to stop. And that's when I thought, you know, let me build something, you know, health insurance for the low-income informal sector population. So, yeah, then that started my Bima Afia journey, which again resulted into, uh, resulted into seeing, I mean, so I was able to connect uh, health insurers to a market that they didn't have access to using technology. And when I say technology, in, um, in my case, is mobile technology. So when, I, when we were able to go that leg or go that far, we, then I thought, then why, why not do the same thing for other companies? So it came, you know, it came to studying other businesses and finding ways to give them access to markets that they, don't, they can't access right now. What I love about what you're doing is that instead of trying to maximize profits on every customer, you're looking to help as many customers as possible. And the result has been fast growth. Can you talk about how that approach has helped you separate yourself from the competition? As an entrepreneur, most people would be looking into investing or starting businesses that of things that have already been figured out. And everyone thinks that's where the money is. But in reality, when you innovate, you are first entrant. You are the only person who knows what you know. You are the only person who knows how to get the money. In, you know, you, 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 be, you have control of the market when you innovate. So for us... Um, we believe in, you know, focusing in innovation, creating businesses around innovation, new things, disrupt the market, and not 
you know, do the basic of doing what everyone is doing, do what's not been done. And all that put together has um, made us be different and given us access to a market and opportunity that's not explored by many. The digital transformation has changed the global marketplace, especially for emerging markets. Giving someone a cell phone with internet has really enabled business owners to become more efficient and reach more customers. Your mobile health insurance platform is a good example of that. Your team has generated over millions of users in a short period of time. What's unique about your mobile health insurance and why is it a must have for so many people? In Tanzania, we have around 50 million people, out of which 4.5% um, of the population have health insurance. And the remaining um, percent of the population, which is around 96%, um, they don't have health insurance. Not because it's not a market that, that uh, has, you know, not because it's not a market that can't, af can't afford buying health insurance or don't need health insurance, but it's because of the barriers to servicing this market. So for any insurer to, to provide a quote, that uh, makes sense to them or that is serviceable to them it has to be anything above um, four hundred dollars and what we try to do is eliminate all that process eliminate all that um the the costs that are that are uh, the insurer incurs in administration process by building a mobile um insurance management uh platform and everything happens now on a mobile platform doesn't require manpower. I think we only need one person to run it, like to manage the system and keep it working. And then there is no paperwork and all that. So that makes it unique and that enabled us to come up with insurance packs as low as $1 a month. So again, we are able to open up a, a, you know, a market that could not afford health insurance. Now they can afford it because it's just $1 a month. And we, we were able to arrive at $1 a month by just eliminating the administration activities that requires manpower. As a consultant and a software developer, a big part of what you do is R&D. In your experience, when it comes to research, what are some of the things companies don't do that they should probably do more often? I'd say most companies um, don't believe in investing in um, research in the first place. If you're sitting behind your computer with your employees, creating stuff that you believe is what the market needs, then the, the most... Um, I mean, um, you'd obviously, or in most cases, you'll end up failing because you might end up uh, creating solutions that people don't really need. They have alternative solutions to survive. But you won't know that until you put your finger on the pulse, talk to these people as many times as possible, build prototypes, iterate prototypes. I mean, do at least three levels of prototypes before you're actually building a product. And that has really, um, I mean, it will really save you from... Um, Failing a business, that's one. And it will really save you from um, spending more than you should be spending. It could be marketing. I mean, there, there could be channels that you would use um, that would be cheaper and bring more conversions than what you're using at the moment. But just because you've not tried to speak to people, do research, then you end up doing the wrong strategy or spending on things that didn't really need to you to spend as much as you, you're spending on. So I think, yeah, companies should really spend on research and you will see the results. It will save you a lot of um, time and money. You've developed your own products, but you also have experience helping other companies customize solutions too. So for our listeners that have a business but are looking for a new product to sell, what are some of the factors that you look at to help determine if there's a market for your product? 
we go in the market and prove that the market is there and it doesn't have to be a small market you have to confirm that there is a huge need for a product because in most cases um, your expectation would be 30,000 people need the product but in the end it's probably just 5,000 that need it so yeah um, I, uh, I believe in um, doing as much research as you can in, in proving that there's a need for your product and again make sure that the market that you're seeing or the opportunity of the market that you see out there is 10 times the reality of the market for, for your business to make sense so yeah it has to be a huge number and it has to have had a research that backs it up that was a lot of good information is there anything else you want to tell our audience before you go i talk about uh bima afia again right now we're in the tanzania market but we are uh, we have five countries that we are going to in the next one year and eventually expand to the rest of africa but again yeah the the, the, the vision remains the same impacting the lives of all africans that we can that are low income in formal sector population so yeah watch out for us and when we come in your markets, in your countries, we will we will be glad to have all the support that we can get from you. Lillian, I look forward to you not only entering these markets, but taking them over. I want to thank the founder and CEO of Jami Africa, Lillian McCoy, for being on the show. And if you want to hear more interviews like this, make sure you subscribe to the All or Nothing podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Tidal. That's a wrap for this week's episode of All or Nothing, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Ballone.